We've all got problems. Part of, part of our everyday life. Problems come up, and most of the time we do a pretty good job dealing with those problems, handling them, taking care of them, putting them to rest. But not every problem comes to you with special order. In fact, I would say that no problem comes to you special order. In other words, you aren't just dealt problems that you can take care of. There are some problems that I would call giant problems, problems that are much bigger than you, much bigger than anything that you could handle. And when you face one of these giant problems, you have the option of trying to, to face it and to solve it, just like you would with any other problem that you, that you think you can solve, right? Same strength, same perspective, same plan of attack. But, but when you face a giant problem, you tend to get crushed. And it only takes one time of being crushed by a giant problem to have such a deep-seated fear instilled in your heart that all you want to do is run. Run away from your problems. That deep-seated fear makes it seem like every single problem that you now face is a giant problem. And when you're faced with one of these giant problems, a problem that threatens you, that dares you, that scares you, that makes you feel small and insignificant and hopeless and helpless, do you know what you need? You need a champion. You need a champion to stand in your place and to fight for you. You need a champion who is going to go to war for you and always come out the other side victorious. And that's really what this Sunday and these sets of readings that we had today are all about. They are God using these things to remind you that you have a champion who not just fought for you, but continues to fight for you. Jesus Christ, the righteous one of God. He is the champion who descended from the throne of grace for the purpose of being that champion. He came into this world to be the champion who fights against your greatest enemies, these giant problems that you could never face on your own, sin and death. He left his father's side to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe and go to war for your soul with Satan in the wilderness and to beat him and to show him that he's finished. And understanding this truth, God would have you realize, no better, God would have you believe that with Jesus as the champion who fights for you, there is no sin so big, no problem so giant, no sorrow so deep that he can't carry it for you. But the reality that Jesus, your champion, wants you to live in is that every single problem you face, every single giant that you encounter in this life has its solution and its match in Jesus. In fact, Jesus is better and stronger and more powerful than all of those. And that reality is easy to see. It's clear to see when, when you and I face problems that are our size, problems that we can handle and take care of on our own, but all of a sudden, when you encounter a giant, when a giant problem comes into your life, that, that reality becomes very mucky. You know what I'm talking about, right? When those giants kick down your doors and, and come into your life, and they scare you, and they terrify you, and you're not quite sure what to do. Now, what has been the, the giant problem that's come into your life recently? Something to do with your marriage? Is it a health scare? Is it some addiction that's got you in its grips? Is it, 
Is it that habitual sin that, that plays you like a marionette on a string? What, whatever that giant problem is, you recognize that, that it's a giant that you can't defeat on your own. It's a giant that's causing you all sorts of problems. Now, Israel had a giant problem, and they had no idea what to do about it. The Philistines had been a thorn in Israel's side for a long time. The Philistines lived east of the Promised Land. And prior to King Saul becoming the first king of Israel, the Philistines mustered an army and and went and fought the Israelites and killed 30,000 of their men and walked away with the Ark of the Covenant. And now with Saul as king, the Philistines mustered yet another army and they marched down to Judah to fight against the armies of, of Saul, really the armies of God. And though they won the battle last time, they, they marched down to Judah knowing that this battle was going to be different because this time they had a champion, Goliath from Gath. And he, he was Israel's giant problem. Goliath was a man who stood nine feet tall. He wore armor that weighed 125 pounds. He slung a spear that whose head weighed 15 pounds. And he, he really was a nuisance. Right, when you read through that story and you see what, what this giant did to Israel, he'd walk across that line in the sand day after day, taunting the, the armies of Israel. Why won't you come out and fight me? I defy the armies of Saul. Send someone out, somebody who, who can be your champion, and we'll duke it out, we'll fight it. Israel looked at this giant day after day, and they were terrified. And they didn't know what to do about him or what he was doing. Because that's really, that's what giants do. Giants, they taunt, and they terrify, and they threaten, and, and they defy. And that's, that's what your giant problems do to you too. They, they taunt you with their size. They terrify you with their might. They scare you with their threats. And whatever the giant problem is that you are facing in your life, I I want you to know that all of you, all of the problems, all of the giants that you are facing, they all have one major thing in common. They all tell you that you can't fix it and that God doesn't care about it. That's exactly what Goliath had been doing to Israel for weeks on end. Marching around, scaring them and terrifying them and defying them. Every time he'd call out, why won't you fight me? Why won't you send somebody in? Every time that he was speaking, What he was saying to them is, you have no power. No one in your army can defeat me. You know what? Your God, he doesn't care about you enough to actually fix it. And that's what your giants do to you too. When that medical crisis or diagnosis comes to someone that that you know or even to yourself, it's a giant that screams to you, you can't fix this. Your God doesn't care enough about you to do anything about it. When your family's struggling, when your finances are in shambles, when, when you're anxious about the future, those things stand as giants and say, you can't fix it. And there's nothing that your God even wants to do about it. We know what it is that giants do. They terrify you. They defy your God. But this one question still remains. We know what giants do, but, but what are we supposed to do? When a giant comes into your life, a giant problem, do you, do you stand there and face it, or, 
Do you run away and ignore it, hoping that it goes away? I mean, that's what, that's what Saul tried to do. That was his solution to Israel's giant problem. He said he just ignored it. Day after day, Goliath would march in front of the battle lines and he would, he would taunt Israel and he would, defy the arm, he would defy the God of the armies of Israel. And Saul just almost pretended like it wasn't going on, but really he was sitting on his throne petrified in fear and dismayed by this whole situation. He tried to ignore it, but the, the problem with giants is if you tolerate them long enough, they'll, they'll take your territory. We try to ignore the giant problems in our lives too. Be it problems in your relationship, problems with yourself or with your heart or with that sin that keeps rearing its ugly head in your life, we try to ignore it long enough, hoping that it goes away, hoping that the situation will somehow be rectified. But, but the problem with giants is that the longer you ignore them, the more angry and forceful they get. The longer you ignore them, the more, they, the more that they taunt you, the more that they come to you and continue to defy you. So how do you deal with a giant problem? Well, that's what God had to teach Israel. He had to teach Israel that you can't run from giants, you can't ignore giants. And the valuable lesson that he teaches us is that in order to deal with giants, the thing that you have to do is you have to kill it. And the way that you kill it is by perspective and strength. But they have to be the right ones. Right? Day after day, Saul and the armies of Israel, they looked at this giant who was marching back and forth and terrifying them and filling them with fear. They cons consistently looked at this thing who was a threat to everything that they were and that they knew. You and I, we look at these problems that are bigger than ourselves, that are stronger than us, that we can't possibly handle on our own, that fill us with fear and make us wonder how we are ever going to get out from underneath it. And when you are feeling hopeless and helpless, the thing that you have to ask yourself, the thing you have to ask yourself, am I looking at this problem with the right perspective? You know, Saul, Saul wasn't looking at things from the right perspective. And a lot of times, neither do we. Because all of these things that we face in this life, the reality is they're bigger than all of us. Your family, your career, your finances, they're giants that are bigger than you. Your spiritual life, it's a giant that is bigger than you. Your continually decaying body is a giant that is bigger than you. That sin that you struggle with is a giant that is bigger than you. And so in order to kill that giant, you have to look at it from the right perspective. Because we think, we think that all of these giants are bigger than anything that could possibly exist or that we imagine could help us. But God would have you remember that no matter how big those giants are, none of them are bigger than God. And he used a young man named David to teach Israel that lesson. David was a, the youngest son of Jesse. He was uh, only a teenager. Right, just before this account in 1 Samuel 17, Samuel anoints David to be the next king of Israel after Saul is rejected. But at this point, David is just a young shepherd for his father. That's all he is. That's all he's ever known. And David had three older brothers who were fighting in Saul's army. So Jesse sends him over to, to the battle lines to see how the brothers are doing. And when David comes to the battle lines, he, he doesn't come with sword or spear or armor. 
He comes armed with the tools of a shepherd, staff and sling, and with faith. Faith in the God who is bigger than every single one of his problems. And when he comes to those battle lines and he sees that that giant marching back and forth, taunting and defying all of Israel, he's aghast. He says, he says, who is this that defies the armies of the living God? What David is saying, with the right perspective, what David is saying is that, is that if God is really on our side, and he is, and if God really fights for us, and he does, then how in all of the world can we let this stand? Can we let somebody stand here and mock the God of Israel? David looked at this giant problem with the right perspective, and it teaches us an incredibly valuable lesson on how we are to face the giant problems that come into our lives. When you're faced with one of these giant problems that does make you filled with fear and feel insignificant and small and helpless, how are you to look at them? Do you look at them? Or do you look up past them? Looking at them, it only fills you with fear. It only drives that, those threats deeper and deeper into your heart. But, but when you look up past those giants, do you know what you see? You see the God who fights as your champion. When you look up past those giants, you see the God whose love for you is so giant that it's unquantifiable. When you look up past those giant problems in your life, you see the God who who was willing to lay down his life for you. Do you not think he's, he's going to be with you in this too? When you look up past those giants, you see the God who lived for you and died for you and rose for you. Do you think he's really going to leave you alone? Do you think he's going to stand and fight for you? When you look up past those giant problems in your life, you'll see the God who was tempted in every way, who saw firsthand what sin does to your heart and lives and relationships, and he empathizes with you. When you look up past those giant problems in your life, you see the God who is your champion and who fights for you every single day. This is the perspective that your God wants you to have when facing these giant problems, not to look at them and be filled with fear, but look past them and see, and see your God. But killing a giant, it, it doesn't just take having the right perspective, it also takes having, having the right strength. So Saul had been facing down this giant, right? The, the strength of the armies of the Philistines. And the Philistines were, were positive that there was nobody who was ever going to beat them. And Saul, day after day, continuously tried to find someone who could stand as Goliath's equal, who could stand and be that champion, but he couldn't. He couldn't find one. And so when this little boy, barely a teenager, comes and he, he tells Saul that he will fight Goliath, he's elated. And he calls David in to, to give him some tips about killing giants, which I find utterly ironic. And I think you probably should too. Because if Saul knew anything about killing giants, shouldn't he have been the one to go out and, and fight against Goliath? I mean, Scripture tells us that Saul was a head taller than the rest of Israel, that he was a mighty warrior, and he had a proven battle record, and that he was always unwilling to go out and face Goliath, this threat to Israel. And instead, he wants to give tips to David about doing something that he himself had never done. And what was Saul's solution to, 
to, uh, to this giant problem? Here, David, take my armor. It's the best armor that money can buy. Take my sword, take my tunic. But do you, do you know what the problem with Saul's solution to the giant problem was? It was a human idea. It was a human solution which is what you and I tend to run to when we face these giants in our lives. We, we tend to rely on ourselves or some solution that we come up with. When you, when you have a problem within a relationship, say your marriage, we try to bandage that problem or use a thing or a vacation as a solution to, to the issue. When that sin that, that is a struggle for you and keeps rearing its ugly head in your life pops up again in your heart and you act on it. What is our solution? We try to find every justification and excuse for carrying out that action to alleviate our guilt and make us feel better. But the issue with these human solutions is that they aren't really solutions at all. They're more problem than solution and they create even bigger problems for ourselves. And David recognized this about, about Saul's solution to their giant problem. David, he takes hold of Saul's solution and he puts on the armor and he straps the, on the tunic and straps the sword around his waist and he tries to walk around, but, but David's not a warrior. He's a shepherd. And that armor was built for somebody who was much taller and bigger and stronger than he was. And so David takes all of the armor off and he arms himself in a very different manner. With the tools of a shepherd, he arms himself with staff and stones and a sling, but he knew that these things would not be enough to kill that giant. He had to arm himself with the one thing that the rest of Israel seemed to have forgotten, with the strength of the Lord his God. Armed with the strength of God, David walks out to that battle line. Did you catch Goliath's reaction? He's completely indignant that Israel would send a mere child out to fight him. Am I a dog that you throw sticks at me? He can't believe that this will be Israel's champion. And in Goliath, he does what giants do. He taunts, he scares, he threatens. But David, David would not be filled with fear. Instead, he stands his ground and he preaches a sermon. Listen to what he says. He says to Goliath, you come at me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. For the battle is the Lord's and he will give all of you into our hands. Here on the plains of Judah, you have what is perhaps the most lopsided battle in all of history, but not in the way that you might expect. You have a giant with sword and spear versus a shepherd with staff and sling. And everybody looking out at that plain of Judah that day would have thought the scales tipped in Goliath's favor and he would come out the victor, everyone except David. Because David knew and was armed with the one thing that would make a difference. He was armed with the strength of the Lord his God. And as Goliath charged the battle line, so did David. And David, in the spirit of the Lord, slung that stone and it struck Goliath square in the forehead and down came Israel's giant problem. The battle's the Lord's. 
David may not have looked like a, a battle-hardened warrior, a mighty champion, a, a giant killer. And truth be told, he wasn't. And that's, that's really the point. David was a shepherd who faced down this giant. And he didn't use his own strength and ability. He didn't rely on human solutions. He faced down this giant with the right perspective. Looking up past that giant, and you know what he saw? The God of the armies of Israel. He faced that giant with the right strength. The strength of the Lord, who is his champion, who fights for him. Turns out the battle, every battle, is the Lord's. And I know that you and I have giant problems. And I can say that pretty confidently about you because I know that I have them. But I want you to rest assured that the same thing that David said to Goliath holds true for you. The battle is the Lord's. Jesus came to be your mighty champion, the one who stood in your place and came out the other side victorious against your greatest enemies. The battle, the battle is the Lord's. And he is your champion who continues to fight for you. And he wants you to remember and to understand every day and rest in this promise that there is nothing, there is nothing that is too big no sin too great, no sorrow too deep that he can't carry, no battle that you would ever fight that he can't win. Brothers and sisters, rest in this promise and trust it that the battle is the Lord's and your champion fights for you. Amen.